What's going on, guys? This is Anime DGens episode 15. Got a few more fun topics to cover today, uh, along with my host, Dan and Tyler. First thing we'll be going over is the review of our favorite shows from winter 2023. There were a lot of bangers that came out, but we're going to pick a couple of our uh, our favorites to talk about with you guys. So that'll be fun. And then after that, we'll be picking our personal anime sensei, which I think is going to be a great conversation. I think we all went different directions there. Uh, so stick around for that for sure. Tyler, you have something to tell the people? Yeah. So we got a little bit of Naruto news uh, today. Um, coming from the uh, Naruto 99 popularity contest with which Minato won, actually, uh, the one shot that Kishimoto uh, was going to create is actually going to be releasing this summer. The plot will focus on the secret story behind the development of Minato's technique. Uh, I was kind of surprised that it actually, like, is going to be so soon. I was expecting, like, maybe a, a fall or, or winter release. Um, so... That was definitely a uh, big plus for me. I'm excited to read it. Yeah, Kishimoto's not playing games. He's pushing no. this one this one out. <laughs> um, yeah, he said it's going to be the secret story behind the development of uh, Minato's technique. So that's going to be really, really fun and insightful. Uh, this might be the first manga I actually read. So, but we'll see. We're going to get you into manga. But then, you know, I we're going to step you up a little bit. And we're actually going to make you read One Piece. That'd be great because then whoa, we, don't have, whoa, to, we don't have to like in our private secret conversations we have not tell you about any of the crazy chapters. Me and Tyler have a separate chat where we literally just go like, holy shit, do you see what happened in this week's chapter? <laughs> you could be included, bro. Damn. Now I got to uh, read it. But FOMO then, you is know, crazy. at the same time, then you're like trying to hold back and make it seem like you don't know what the hell you're talking about in these episodes that we discuss. So, yeah. Honestly, that'd be, that'd be good. With One Piece for us, it's kind of easy because where they are in the mo- or where they are in the anime was like a year ago. Yeah. So like you've heard me say a million times, it's like I know what's happening, but I don't know when and I don't know. I know the gist at this point, you know. Like I'd have to go back and read it to really dive deep into the chapters, just because it's been so long. See, that's nice yeah. that you actually like kind of forget a few things uh, before the anime comes up. That's dope. And I just um, say stupid shit and, and say dumb stuff and, you know, and <laughs> hope it goes. Yeah, you're better with the words than I am, though, so that's something. <laughs> um, another thing, which I thought was really cool, uh, the original One Piece uh, webcomic One is back. One Punch Man. <laughs> One Punch Man. Sorry, guys. Uh, webcomic is back. and I, for effort. They dropped episode 142, Dan, uh, on Saturday. And it's the first chapter that's been released since 2021. Uh, I know a lot of you guys thought it had ended, but it is back. Go check it out. Um, did you guys know it was actually a webcomic and not a manga? There is a well, manga, but like it was based off the webcomic. Yeah. So I actually, I had to look into it right before we did this. So from what I understand, it's like the webcomic is basically like the crudest drawing. So imagine like stick figures almost. It's not stick <laughs> figures, but it's very crude. And um Basically, what he does is he takes that then adapts it into the manga, which is then adapted into the anime. So I think he flushes the story out a lot more in the manga versus what he just does in the web chap- webcomic. Yeah, probably works on it a little bit harder or at some detail, I should say. I'm sure, it's hard yeah. work either way. Definitely. And we also got some leaks from the One Piece live action show. 
which uh, Oda's given me a little hope on this one. He basically came out and said, they're not releasing this shit until it gets my seal of approval. And Oda is the most anal mangaka there has ever been. Like, homie makes his his like assistant sleep with their phone on his chest on full ringer, full vibrate. And if they don't pick it up, they're fired. So he Ooh. is really anal about his his IP here. So it gives me hope that they're going to do it some do it some do it some justice, you know, unlike a lot of the other live action right. anime shows and movies we've seen. I think he needs to be that way, honestly, because, you know, you see a lot of other mangakas. They have time to work on maybe two or three anime, um, if not more in their lives. But this is his life work. Um, this is yeah. his legacy. This is, you know, this is what he's leaving for the world. And it's huge, uh, obviously, in Japan. But he's like he said in the past, like he's trying to make this movie so it can go worldwide. 80% of his, his sales and revenue sales uh, come from Japan. So he wants to get everybody else involved. I know us in the anime community, we all love One Piece. We think it's huge, but it's not as big internationally as you would think. Yeah, yeah in France. It's massive in France, too, which is really yeah. interesting. <laughs> okay. They know but, uh, art. We got a nice little leak of the Marine uniforms, and they are tr pretty true to the, to the manga, so I'm excited to see um, where it goes overall as a show. But uh, we'll throw a picture in Discord so you guys can check it out if you haven't seen it yet. Yeah, they're looking pretty snazzy. Go check out Twitter. Yeah. And just like they said, I'm kind of excited for this One Piece uh, live action, but I'm kind of scared too because I'm getting excited. So I don't know. We'll see, boys. Yeah, actually, I uh, the the movie, the live action movie that made me not like live action was like the old Avatar, or the last Airbender movie. And I actually oh. saw a clip of it <laughs> um, today and it made me skeptical of live action all over again. It was like seven people um bending one like small boulder yeah you know, i think uh, us three could have thrown it at the firebender and it been more menacing um <laughs> <laughs> like somebody even said my grandma could move out of the way of that before it hit him so but i hope it's way better than that i try to erase that movie from my memory all the time and it just keeps popping up in my life hey I man mean, you oh, oh, I was, oh go, go for it <laughs> 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 i was gonna say that in the in the live action, we should get to see you know Nami and Arlong Park. Um, so that's gonna be a big determining factor if it's actually good or not. If they can like deliver a scene like that, so yeah. One thing I think I saw is that Oda is not impressed with the influence of the West on certain characters. So we're gonna have to see what they did to a uh, toner boy Sanji down because yeah. that's the only <laughs> thing I can think of that would piss him off like that. Yeah, you know, he's a little intense, and I think it would be hard to, like, make that, you know, transition that from animation to a real person. I think it would, it might come off a little weird to us over here in the West. So yeah, that's you probably can't have, what he's talking about. You, you can't know? have hearts pop out of his eyes and his heart pounding out of his chest and everything else, like Looney Tunes style, so. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they don't have the budget. I don't know. Yeah, I think you were talking about the live uh, action avatar with Ong instead of Ang. Like, oh, why did they change me. it? Yeah, but Dragon Ball Evolution is the worst piece of cinema to ever exist for an anime <laughs> fan. So watch that one. It's I bad. Will I will. Yeah. It's bad. Pass. Find a drinking game for it, dude. You'd have a great time and you would die. <laughs> it sounds like not fun. Yeah, no. So then you want to get us into our first segment? Let's do it. So we kind of decided with how good summer 
2023 is looking and how good spring 2023 has been, we kind of decided to go back and look at what our favorite shows from last season were. And so that's what we're going to do, you know? Um, Bass, you want to get started? Yeah. So, guys, my uh, favorite anime from winter 2023 was My Hero Academia Season 6. Uh, that ran from the 1st of uh, October to, I think, the the 25th of March. It was in total 25 episodes. Banger. Start to finish. Uh, no yeah. joke. Um, like, My Hero obviously has been a great show uh, throughout the you know, almost every season um, started off hot. Everybody's been loving it. One of the more popular anime that's come out in the last several years. Um, but I thought the plot really picked up a lot in this uh, in this season. Like we start off uh, right from the first episode, they're getting prepared for like the attack on the paranormal uh, liberation front. Um, and we get to see a lot of cool moments like Mirko, the rabbit hero, you know, kind of go crazy on the, the high end nomus. And she's like smiling through it, even though she's getting her arms and her legs broken. Yeah. Uh, we get to see a lot of the thighs. Yes, old thunder thighs. Thick thighs saves lives. What can we started, dude? Um, so I, I thought that was an amazing, amazing moment. I'm gonna try to go in chronological order, but obviously I'm gonna have to jump around a little bit. There's just so much that happened this season. Um, we got to see, you know, Hawks have to kill twice, which he he's a person that he sympathized with. He, uh, twice had like a really, um. I guess heavy backstory and like he, he didn't really want to kill him but he he had to to save the the uh i guess surprise attack on the liberation front um we also saw dobby reveal his secret uh to the world yeah. um i think people that were watching it kind of knew what was going on he had like the blue flames from the giddy uh so we probably tied that back to the todoroki family but the whole world was shocked they lost faith in the heroes uh so we also got to see that little piece of it man um I want to ask you guys, like, was this one of your favorite My Hero seasons? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was the best season for My Hero, hands down. There not we go. Even, not, even there a, we go. not even a question, you know. I was going to pick this, but, you know, I know that My Hero is creeping into your top 10, so I figured I'd let the biggest fanboy get going on it. <laughs> no, you're yeah. really right about that. Um, it hasn't been in my top 10 um, until this season. Uh, I was having problems with, like, Deku. Uh, he was until this season he was probably one of my least favorite mc um yeah. main characters um i think a lot of people think this like i wouldn't call him like a cry baby but he ends up being crying a lot um he he has good moments throughout the show obviously um, i'm trying to be balanced with my take here um but he he always kind of found this he always ended up in a position where he needed others to help him but he's a kid he's growing um and i think like this season like compared to the la the the previous seasons, um, uh, it really elevated uh and took the seriousness to a different level, and uh, that's why I think that everyone likes this season the most, and it's one of their favorites, is because it went to the next level, and we get to see you know uh a lot of intense moments, and then we get to see uh what you're gonna talk about next is Dark Deku, and it's my favorite Deku yet, so. Yeah, I, you know, I have to kind of gloss over, the, you know, I broke the season down into two parts, which I forgot it was all in one season. Yeah. Uh, so when I was going back and, like, recapping it, uh, looking on the internet, it made me like this season even more because, you know, you have part one. I kind of forgot that that was in season six. And then, but you have, you know, the part where we have Dark Deku. 
holy crap it really <laughs> raised the level of deku's character um he changed from always being in a position of you know having to cry or being you know breaking his own body just to survive or help his friends um to putting the whole world on his back we got to see him in his tattered clothes saving people but even before that you have like the prison jailbreak and we get introduced to a lot of different villains um you know shigaraki uh, also awakens during the, the the liberation front attack and he levels all of japan and so a lot of the the public loses a lot of faith between that and hearing about endeavor um and and uh the the gabi situation so now there's also like some political pr moves that they have to make and i think the top heroes handle that really well as well as they can because you know they're still not getting back any trust um but just seeing Deku grow up right in front of our eyes, I thought was fucking awesome. We also got introduced to a lot of new characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, a few new characters, I should say. Um, Lady Nagant. Nagant. <laughs> Sniper arm. Uh, Bad bitch. Yo, so first of all, we got Waku. to see a little bit of dark side of the heroes because she was a hitman for him. So she was doing a lot of dirty work and killing me people maybe she didn't want to. Um, and then seeing her go back to the side of you know, giving intel to the heroes, um, I thought was really cool. So there was, she had some personal character growth and then we got to see Stain actually help and be an integral part to helping the heroes by actually getting All Might to get out of his little funk that he was in, which I didn't even realize that he was in, you know, but he needs to help more for them to to succeed. Uh, But by far my favorite part of this whole season was Dark Deku. Um, Then outside of that, there's just so much. I don't even know what to cover, guys. Uh, but we <laughs> <laughs> we also got to see all the uh, all for one vestiges. Um, they slowly got introduced to the story throughout the season, but holy we didn't get crap. to see all of them, did we? I think there's I thought, a. Well, I mean, introduced to all of them. Yeah, yet. that's what I'm saying. Yeah, we haven't seen like the last two fully, yeah. like except. Mm, no, at the very end, he did. It's like the last three episodes. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's Fajin. That's the ability that one of them had. Yes, that is true. That is true. So, and that's something we've been waiting on, I think, for multiple seasons now. So we got a lot of payoff on that. Um, Also, a lot of the stakes were raised with the heroes quitting, uh, the souring of the public opinion. Um, The top heroes now need Deku to win. He has to step up. He has to figure out how to be able to go 100% on all his abilities. And that added a lot of stakes to it. Um, So, and then right at the very end, we figure out that Shigaraki's going to be at full power in three days instead of the, the, the two or two or three months that they thought. So great season opening up, great season closing. Uh, Hawks not being able to be in the battle because he's still injured from the, the, uh, the raid on the liberation front. I mean, it's just, just front to end. So much happened throughout the season. I got to give it up to him, man. They really went crazy, guys. Oh, yeah. yeah. And uh, also, like, uh, you know, we said this was one of our favorite seasons, if not the favorite season. Uh, do you think that season seven will be able to, like, surpass this season for y'all? I don't know how. I think <laughs> with with where it's going and the action we know is coming up, I think it's gonna because we're just like moving to the climax now. And I think it, they're going to bring the heat with it. And um, as my hero keeps growing in popularity, they're going to keep throwing a little more money at us. We make it some really good animation. I mean, with all the shows around it, 
stepping up to the level like One Piece and Chainsaw Man and JJK and Attack on Titan. Like, if My Hero wants to keep up, they've got to put a lot of effort in on the animation side. I think with the fights coming up, they're going to have to. So I'm really excited for it. You think they're going to have to? Yeah, I think they're going to have to turn it up to 11. Okay. Because I've always been fine with the animation because the storytelling's been good. Um, I don't, I don't think you have to, like release something and it be like the greatest animation ever or really you know the top percentile like we've seen with you know what map has been releasing here lately straight gas we know that um so if if, if it stayed at the same level but the story ended in a way like that was really thrilling i, I wouldn't care you know i think they'll try to but I, it, I don't think it's necessary to me oh i i agree with you but to the general public i mean people think demon slayer is the greatest anime in the world because it looks pretty <laughs> when the story is pretty linear and Thanks. okay yeah. you know it's a good story but like i think people get lost in the pretty colors you know oh for sure in yeah i'm sure opinion, some people like, mm-hmm. i was gonna say in my opinion like entertainment arc was the first time like it actually truly started to like go above that level where like oh shit like this is actually starting to do something for me this is actually starting to you know make me want to watch it like uh every week you know, as before, you know, I'd try to just binge it, you know, because it it was there. It looked pretty. It had, you know, it had a decent plot. But now it's we're actually starting to get into the like really hardcore fights and hardcore intense plot points. So, yes. And uh, before we do move on, I, I do want to point out like a couple touching moments. Uh, there were obviously some some banger fight scenes that happened in this season. But like, I mean, you have Ochako. Um, giving the speech to the civilians to let Deku back in the UA. Um, Lady Nagant meeting Deku and realizing there's some good heroes out there. And it's just, it had everything. It had the good fights. It had the plot progression. It had Dark Deku. And then they wrapped it all together with like a lot of touching scenes, especially when uh, Class 1A came back and kind of captured Deku and made him come back. I think think we all shed a tear on that one. So, absolute fire. Nothing else is touching that. This, you know... For winter 2023 2023 for me yeah i think it'd be interesting to see because there wasn't a lot of shonen released in winter 23 so like we didn't have much to like compare it to yeah yeah, yeah. um like winter 23 was a bunch of really bad isekais like that's all it was every other show is my life as a vending machine or my life as a car in southern japan or my life as a tree <laughs> in a village of harem women like <laughs> well we also had one punch man not one punch man no. but uh chainsaw man that's what i meant to say well chainsaw uh, man no, was, that fall. was fall yeah that was oh fall. yeah it ended in december yeah you're right yeah. you're right you're right yeah, yeah so like my hero is kind of a weird spot because it was fall and winter because it was 25 episodes but like when i went and looked at my anime list for winter 23 i was like this is kind of a dud season which yeah, is why kind of I, definitely mid, so yeah, yeah which is why I ended like up that, picking yeah. my favorite show for the season as Buddy Daddies. Because it was a great show and it's not something I would normally pick. But like the only other show I think would have been up there for me was probably Vinland Saga season two, but I haven't watched it yet, so I can't obviously pick that. Yeah. Yeah. But like when I looked at it, I mean the first looks we did last season, a lot of them were mid at best. So it was kind of a down season. I was laughing when Bass said there was a lot of bangers last season. I was like, eh, 
I was really. thinking about Chainsaw Man, but you're right. That was fall. Yeah. Well, the fall season was a, that was one of That's the greatest uh, seasons in anime, you know, here recently. Because you had Bleach, you had uh, Chainsaw Man, like you had just a bunch of different bangers. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what that's what got me right there. I, they, it ran in two seasons, so I got a little confused, boys. Yeah, and I would have actually just picked One Piece, but that's uh, that's a weekly, so I can't, you know, because <laughs> <laughs> we're picking it every time, huh? Well, well, no, not that, but I mean, out of last season, I think One Piece was probably my favorite show. You know, the season before we've been Bleach, off, bro. Yeah, and One Piece been going crazy for the last six months, so. But yeah, so I picked Buddy Daddies. Uh, if you guys have been listening to the podcast, it was part of our weekly rundown for the Winter 23 season. It doesn't need much introduction, but I'll give you guys a little recap. Buddy Daddy centers on a family of three who aren't related to each other. Kazuki, Ray, assassins who live under one roof, and Miri, the daughter of Kazuki, and Ray's assassination target. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Who ended up being picked up by Kazuki, who thinks is her biological father. So this was as a slice of life as you can get. And I'm not a big slice of life guy. There was some action in it, which I think kept me. Kept me in it. But um, spurts of action. Yeah. Yeah, it was a great story. Like. I absolutely loved this show. Um, I you know, this is a solid eight for me. And if it wasn't for the season being a bunch of mid isekais, I might have picked something else because like they were saying, fall had a lot of bangers and springs had a lot of bangers and summer oh, looks we, like it's really heating up. Ooh, summer, we're going to be eating boys. <laughs> but I know we all loved this show. So, I mean, it, uh, this is an open discussion. I don't want to rant on about it. Um, but yeah, I thought it was a really, really fun show. The character growth in this was stellar. Um, and the amount of character development and plot they shoved into 12 episodes was really impressive that's what i thought was most impressive about this show um they made you connect with the characters even though it wasn't a big cast they made you connect with all the characters got the plot through um showed us a good mix of action and like you know just really slice of life uh content and what was it 12 13 episodes yeah. 12 12 in a recap yeah 12 in a recap yeah 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 and i think this uh I think uh, Buddy Daddy's kind of parallels with uh, Spy Family really well. Um, it's not like on the same level, but um, if you like Spy Family, then you'll probably like Buddy Daddy's. Uh, the only thing different is uh, it don't have that little hint of romance in it, um, but it's still the the story and the plot. Um, I think is is probably better than Spy Family's. Um, yeah, I was. I was going to say, I, I liked Buddy Daddies more than Spy Family so far. I haven't watched season two yet, but I liked Buddy Daddies more than season one of Spy Family. I mean, similar plot, you know, spies, assassins, blah, blah, blah. But um, yeah, Spy Family is meant to be more humorous, I believe. Um, Definitely Dylan, for sure. humorous and cute. With, like I said, a hint of romance. So, yeah, I can see that. But I just really love the characters in this show, man. Like, Ray was my absolute favorite. Watching him go from, like, dude who lived in the trash. Like, he was literally the, the grouch from freaking, uh, <laughs> from Sesame Street. Like, he lived in a trash can. His apartment was disgusting. And by the end of it, he's cooking, he's cleaning, he's doing, he's being a real person. And he has a lot of growth, too, on the side of his family trauma and how he was raised and coming through and actually, you know, 
confronting his father, which was the big climax of the season. So, yeah, I would like to step in and say, like anybody in our audience that you that hasn't seen this um, through the first one or two episodes, um, I believe there was a consensus that Ray was our least favorite character. And the fact that he's now Dan's favorite kind of shows you how much they fit into this. It was honestly impressive. It was grade A writing, uh, great pacing. And that just, I think it's just a testament to how well the show went. Yeah. And seeing that from an anime only show is really impressive too, because they didn't have a manga to work off of. Um, you know, a lot of the shows we watch are obviously adapted off manga. That's how anime normally works. So I was really impressed with the show. The fact that they came up with such good source material, not on the fly, but without somebody writing it beforehand. Yeah. Helen and, and, and Tyler even wanted a, a second season. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. The only <laughs> thing I didn't enjoy about it is that uh, I didn't get to see the after, uh, after you know, life of... I didn't get to see them grow up, bro. I it didn't ended get to see perfectly. them be a family together, you know? <laughs> it ended perfectly, and I nailed it. We like during the weekly rundown, I was like, Oh my god, yeah, these yeah. guys are gonna pull it off. The building's gonna burn down, and they're gonna end up on a beach in like Miami or something, living the life. And sure enough, the ending is basically Miri's in high school. They move to, I'm assuming, Florida or California, in the United States, and they start a diner together. And Ray has his one specialty dish, which is French toast. <laughs> Never learned how to cook anything else. But I think looking back at it, you know, my favorite moment was the episode where Miri competed in her daycare sports day. Okay. Oh, it was, was amazing. Uh, it was like the culmination of the development as a family and all the growth they've had in that sense. I mean, there's a scene where Ray starts cheering for Miri and screaming, and she's so <laughs> like distraught from it because she didn't expect it that she trips and doesn't win the race she was in. There's a really touching scene where they have to do a scavenger hunt. And um, the one that she pulls from the hat to find says family. And she goes right to the papas and she brings them to the teacher and she wins a gold medal for it. And like, I'm like getting goosebumps right now thinking about it because it was such a touching scene, you know, like it really hit home for me. And you're telling me you don't want a second season of this. No, I think the ending was perfect, dude. The way they ended it was perfect. And it would go away from all the the tension, I guess, of the Suwa family versus them and all that. Like without that, the show would lose a lot of its. It'd what's be a the word I'm looking story. for? Yeah, just be a different story. And uh, but I, I want to see that story. That's what I keep uh, on saying. I want to see that okay. story. I don't I need think, to see Miri get hit on by dudes. She's I a beautiful little angel. When you're telling a story, it's also wise to know when to stop. But. Can you imagine Ray and uh, Ray and Nilm's like, uh, you know, reactions to like all these uh, common uh, tropes that are in slice of life like this? It would be funny to see see those, you know. It would be see fun. them go through see them go through that and work out uh, how how to do stuff like that, you know. That would be a really good idea for a slice of life, and it'd be something I could get behind. I know he's saying season two, but I'm saying if it was from the point of view of like the father mm -hmm. of a guy of of a girl who's in high school and bringing boys home and stuff, I think that'd be really funny because that's something that like in at our age we're getting eventually going to get to. It'd be something very relatable to somebody in their 30s or 40s, you know, <laughs> yeah, for sure. What, 
what if I found something like that for y'all? <laughs> I can give it a go. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. Fun. yeah, yeah, for sure. I've told you like multiple times if you can find me a slice of life that isn't a bunch of 15 year old girls screaming <laughs> at each other and fighting over boys, I can get behind it. But that just ain't for me, man. We'll, we'll see what I can do. We'll see what I can whip up. So. Did you guys have a uh, favorite scene? Because I know we all watch this together. So, did you guys have a favorite scene you want to talk about or? Uh, or episode, I guess. I know I didn't tell you guys to do any research on that, but there's gonna be something that comes to mind, you know. I mean, you know, one of the one of my like, one of my favorite scenes is what Dan was talking about. Uh, it's it's when they moved. Uh, it just felt like when they moved past that point, you know, um, of being just uh, the standing uh, figures, actually being a family. Um, it seemed like the turning point of the anime, in my opinion. Okay. It's somewhere um, around there. Dan already, you know, said said my favorite scene. So I'm going to go with one that kind of just like stood out to me. My favorite, my actual favorite scene was the one where um, the race. That was my favorite episode uh, where Mary came back and got her papas um, after getting the note yeah. card for the scavenger hunt. But one that really stuck out to me was the scene where um, I forget what happened, but. Um, Kazuki kind of like goes off on like I guess like in front of the teachers, um, kind of about Mary's uh, mom coming back I believe it was, and Ray kind of pulls back and says, "Hey, we gotta gotta calm down, um, and 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 take this you know to a different place." I just kind of thought that was really cool how we we saw that interaction. So that was oh, no. like m- the, the most interesting one. one, huh? The umbrella episode. Yes, that was it. Yes, so that was a good episode, and I think that was like a moment that stuck out to me a lot. Okay, definitely. Okay. But yeah, if if you guys are newer to the podcast and you haven't checked out Buddy Daddy, is definitely do. I mean, it was top tier, top tier uh, slice of life for me. I mean, I haven't watched a lot of them, but um, I think it'd be tough to to top that one with a bunch of screaming fourteen year old girls and <laughs> high school dating scenes. So yeah. Do you guys think this would be a good anime to like help somebody get into anime? Uh, I think so. I I think it could be a good one. I mean, it's not like, like a lot of other anime. Wife, yeah, if like if your girlfriend or wife like trying, you, know, you want to find like an anime to watch with her. I think this would be a good one. Yeah, it yeah. just depends on the the like if it's a woman, you know, your girlfriend or wife. Yeah, sure. But if it's another, if it's your like guy friend, your best friend, or probably whatever, not fair. Yeah, I don't, I don't think so. I think uh, the best entrance is like, you know, like a shonen type uh, thing because most uh, new anime pe- people don't really uh, vibe with uh, slice of life type stuff. So until later That's on, true. I yeah. don't think. So yeah, I can agree with that. But. Well, Tyler, yeah. you want to get us into your pick? Yet another slice of life that I haven't watched and I probably won't watch. Yeah, I don't think either of the boys has watched this. Uh, but uh, before I do that, uh, uh, I think it's a general consensus that all three of us are, you know, top two is obviously my hero and and buddy daddies. So I'm uh, I'm choosing a different one, um, which a lot of the rom com side of uh, the anime fan base probably knows about. It's, Tomo Chan is a girl. Uh, this was a 13 episode uh, anime from Winter. Obviously, uh, it's a rom com based off of a web manga as well. Um, so that's kind of a what we was going back to earlier when we were talking about web manga and stuff. It's kind of a, a, a weird 
I, I didn't actually know that. I thought it was based off an actual manga, but now that I know that it's uh, like a web manga that's with the crude drawings and stuff, it's kind of a, a surprise. So, um, but basically, since uh, no one really knows about this show but me, it's a uh, it's about a high school girl named Tomo who's constantly mistaken for a boy because of her tomboyish looks and personality. It leads to all sorts of hilarious and awkward situations. And you find yourself rooting for her as she goes about her school life and just building relationships. It's a uh, very lighthearted and it's just a funny show that you're definitely going to laugh uh, while watching. And I, th- I think anyways, I did. Uh, so this show has like, three or four characters that are usually in rotation um, uh, that they kind of focus on, which is Tomo. She's the main character. You see her in every episode. She's very energetic and outgoing. Uh, the other main character, which is uh, her childhood friend and crush, his name is June. Uh, he's like the cool, calm, collected type of uh, guy. Uh, very one-dimensional, I, I would say. Um, your typical... Uh, uh, protagonist male protagonist in some most of the scenarios then you have like mizuzu who is a side character and is tomo's friend she's the uh manipulative type and she actually uh is one of the ones that makes it funny because she actually puts uh tomo and uh all of them in awkward situations and uh she has to figure out how to get out of them and and uh yeah it's usually pretty funny and then we got uh, the last one, which is Carol. And she's actually like a transfer student from Britain. And she's like a airhead. Um, not very bright at all. She's like the comedic relief, I guess you can say. Uh, she's blonde, you know. And of course, they had to do that. But <laughs> Stereotypes. But uh, uh, I see what they're doing, you know. You can't fool us. Uh but it's actually pretty cool. The voice actor for Carol, her name is Sally Amaki. And uh, she actually does the voice acting for the subbed and dubbed uh, for Tomo-chan. Impressive. So that's, uh, that's only only a few people actually do that. And uh, she was getting a lot of uh, uh, hype about it on like Twitter and social media and stuff because that's actually impressive being a, a bilingual dubbed voice actor. So... Yeah, and being able to speak with no accent in another language is like a whole nother level, you know. Yeah, and both both are actually pretty good, you know, dubbed and subbed. Um, uh, but to finish it off, you know, uh, this is one of my favorite rom coms of the past few seasons. It just made me laugh a lot. Uh, had some serious moments in it too. Uh, you could tell it's supposed to be like humor over serious uh, seriousness. That's I'm pretty easily. Uh, the girls on this show really carry it. Uh, Tomo and Carol, especially, uh, they're just funny in their own ways. I think I gave it around like a seven, uh, if I remember correctly. But um, that that would probably be my favorite after um, My Hero and Buddy Daddies, which is my top two, like Dan and Bass was talking about. Yeah, I think on that front, I mean, me and Bass basically flipped a coin for which ones we wanted to talk about. <laughs> and Tyler was like, well, shit, you guys didn't really like any other show, so I guess I got to find a third one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, 
Blue Lock, the the second part of Blue Lock was uh was airing just like My Hero. It done like a fall start and a winter uh finish. So I could have picked that, but um I really like Tomo Chan more. Th- uh, I wouldn't say more than Blue Lock, but um we we already covered Blue Lock before on the show, and I feel like you know my type of show was Tomo Chan. So here we are. Fair. <laughs> uh, my by the way, guys, my backlog is getting ridiculous. Uh, we've been <laughs> we first looked so many good shows, um, except for uh, Alice Agus or whatever it was called. You Garbage. didn't have to. You were lucky enough to not have to suffer through campfire cooking in. Yeah. <laughs> wait for it. I remember you guys calling another me world. <laughs> and honestly, like that was a show that I didn't think was that bad. It's just like I'm curious if the pl- I'm curious if the plot picked up. You know, I don't like, think so. I just don't Sometimes have time. Like that. I just don't um, have time to go back and watch it. You know, I got so much stuff in my plate anime wise right now. Same. I, I, like I've always also been trying to uh, catch up with Bleach before uh, this next part comes out. So I've mainly been focused on that. I finally got to do uh, Doctor Stone season three, and I've, I finally got caught up on that. So I'm just now getting back to where I can like watch some other shows <laughs> that I want to watch. So I'm excited because, like I said, my backlog is crazy right now. <laughs> yeah i've really gotta get a i gotta get a jump on uh gundam which from mercury because i haven't even had a chance to watch it yet like i like it's like sunday and katie's like oh you have to watch anime for five hours i'm like yeah pretty much <laughs> that's the same thing here bro <laughs> pretty much <laughs> yeah i like started like 145 because that's when uh, demon slayer comes out and it's it's like till five six o'clock that's what i'm doing it's like don't talk to me y'all i'm i'm busy yeah, mm-hmm. new rule for the weekly rundown next uh, next season: no Monday release shows. <laughs> <laughs> we had to look into that. that. Does kill me every Monday, dude. Should I, I, cook I or should I watch uh, Insomniacs? I watch Insomniacs at seven o'clock on Monday, and we literally re- start recording at like seven thirty, eight o'clock. <laughs> Bro, y'all almost had to do it without me because I was sitting here on the couch just watching, just chilling, watching another anime, and then like at six uh, six thirty or so. Uh, or 7.30 y'all's time um, I was like wait I didn't watch Insomniacs <laughs> I was like I gotta watch that shit oh I that's got, why like, he was 30 late minutes. Oh, okay. yeah. I was like I got like 30 minutes bro <laughs> I gotta watch this shit I was yeah. just sitting here thinking I already watched it So I, I think we found our limit for the weekly rundown going into next season I think we gotta cut it at 5 shows because Six is a lot, and um, while I'm loving every show we're watching, it's just like it's a lot to retain going into it talking is. about it. You know, I think it was and last it's... week or the week before where I, I I was talking about the wrong episode. And you know, let me go on for like two <laughs> minutes, and they're like, "What the fuck is going on right now?" <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, but, um, I think five is a good number. I think five is a good number. Yeah, I'm really excited to go back and look at uh, Spring 23 next season, though. Towards the end of it, um. Or I guess towards the midpoint of it and kind of talk about the shows we've been watching now because there's been some really good shows that I'm watching that aren't on the rundown. And yeah. I think you guys would love to hear about them. Um, you know, I've been watching Magical Girl Destroyers, which is the most ridiculous show I've ever seen in my life. Like, there's like flying waifu pillows going around in that shit. <laughs> okay, yeah, you have to tell me about that. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I think, I think this, this, this season is much better than the winter, so I, we're going to have a lot. Oh, yeah. This I think a lot more a better season. varied opinions about our favorites from this yeah, season. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. And next season is going to be crazy because we're going to be getting absolute peak One Piece. 
no spoilers, but peak One yeah. Piece is coming. It's going to be about, like, I think the next, like, more than what, 1063? 1063, I think, yeah. Oh. Or 1062 is the next episode. So 1062 through, like, 1075, 1080 is going to be absolutely insane. And I would be surprised if... I know we have some good stuff coming out next season, but One Piece is hitting probably the greatest part of One Piece to come out in the last... 26 years or whatever is that so like for real? yeah buckle up one piece I, is gonna be in consideration woo! for anime of the year oh if, fuck if i'm reading stuff right on twitter uh y'all better hold on for july because july is gonna be a big month for one piece yeah there so. might be some there might be some weekly rundowns where we only get to talk about three shows because we're gonna be talking about bleach we're gonna be talking about jjk <laughs> and we're gonna be talking about one piece and I'm so hyped for jjk i don't even man. i don't even know if we're gonna have time guys uh, yeah we're gonna have to oh. condense it to to our favorites somehow i don't think six is gonna cut it uh, no <laughs> for summer even though there's gas coming out so but awesome you guys want to get into our anime senseis yeah. yeah. Uh so we we call this one, you know, just pick your anime sensei. Um we're going to uh stick with the theme of reminiscing and let you know who we'd pick to be our own anime sensei. This conversation is going to center around their character and the lessons they've taught their own students since we don't have any cool powers. We're just normal, you know, uh weebs. Just some dudes. You know. So <laughs> but yeah, I might, be uh, able to, I might be able to pick up a thing or two from mine. Not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. But yeah, that's that's what we got. We're just picking anime senseis that we'd like to have to teach us how to be, you know, better human beings. I guess I don't know. Yeah, I'll go ahead and start us off too. Um, I really, I, I mulled over my choice for a while. Um, there's so many. I mean, goaded you know anime sensei uh but i went with like an off-speed pitch i don't think many people would pick him just on first thought so i went with mike guy guy sensei <laughs> um i'm gonna start off with my man's resume because i think it's very very impressive uh this is from naruto if anybody hasn't seen it um but his two best pupils um neji and rockley some of the best from their generation period um and i'd like that he kind of understand when to leave Neji alone um, and when to coach him up on his personality and whatnot, but then pushing Rock Lee to become a Taijutsu master. So I think he's got a, a, a good way about him and like actually knowing his students. And then we have the third one, which I think a lot of people sleep on me, myself included. Um, <clears throat> even coach Tintin's sorry ass up. Hey, Tintin's <laughs> my girl. Leave her alone. Is she cool. Tintin's your girl. Tintin's she's one cool. of my girls. I'm allowed to have more than one. <laughs> Bro, she's got a scroll and she just throws a million darts hey. out of it, basically, man. Hey. She, can, she can throw it at me all she wants. But so. she came you want to die? She came. <laughs> I won't die. Maybe it's not Kuna what he's trying to get thrown. Um. <laughs> hey, yo. If you're into that, man. <laughs> Um, but she she actually clutched up during the fourth uh, Great Shinobi World War. Um, she defeated two of Kakasu's masks. I think there was the wind and the lightning one. And she ended up wielding one like the Sage of Six Path weapons. 
which can kill most shinobi. So he taught her a little something, something about chakra control. And she also helped, you know, still Kengaku and Ginkaku. Um, but one thing, I mean, some of the things I really like about him uh, going to his, his personality. Um, and this is already something like I try to put in my own life. I think this man is the epitome of like hard work beats talent. If talent doesn't work hard. Okay. Um, yeah. I believe that was, it was a coach from like a, that was a quote from like a basketball coach, I think back in the nineties or eighties, but I think it's very true. And, you know, he didn't start off as like the most talented or anything. Uh, Kakashi used to make fun of the guy cause he wouldn't get into the Ninja Academy. And then he ends up, you know, being the strongest as said from Madara. And I trust that man's opinion because he's been in a lot of fights. <laughs> so I, I think can that's say cool. that, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that. a fair assessment. You know what I'm saying? Um, and then he is, like, some drawbacks for him, though. Like, he is very over the top. Um, but I think if somebody were going to be my sensei, I'd rather them be like that. I don't, you know, I don't respond as well to, like, negativity while I'm trying to work something out. I'd rather be somebody being like, like keep going. Do not stop, motherfucker. Um, and like, it, yeah, like he's not going to let me quit. And like, I would feel bad quitting on him because he believes in me so much. You know what I'm saying? Um, and like, he has a moral code and he sticks to it. He has great self-discipline. He works out all the time. And uh, and I also thought, kind of thought about how he was like a parallel for one of, you know, my basketball coaches I had. I think my when I was, either 13 or 14 it was my first aau basketball team and our coach uh twice a week we practiced four times a week twice a week our coach would run all of our drills with us everything from okay. suicides uh taking charges uh push-ups everything he would just do it along with us and this guy was like i think he was in his 50s and he wanted us to know that he would never ask us to do something he's not willing to do Looking back, it was probably just a workout for him too, but I was willing to run through a brick wall for that man at any point. You know what I'm saying? Like that, I don't think a lot of coaches do that. I've had several coaches in my life, and he was the only one that made me feel like, yo, like this dude cares and we're here to, for a purpose. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> yeah, one of my one of my th- favorite things about Guy is that uh and it doesn't really make sense. He's he's always like, All right, Lee, if I cannot do a hundred push-ups with one hand, we will do two hundred laps around the village with a handstand. And I'm just like, bro, Strength. like if you can't do that, then why are you trying? You're just putting more work on yourself. It doesn't make sense. Just, that, just that's the code, bro. Just that's push your limits, bro. Just push your limits and do the best <laughs> you can. But we, but we're gonna <laughs> do even better. That's how you caught up with Kakashi. Um. <laughs> But like, yeah, he values hard work, man, dedication. Um, and he, and you know, he's never gonna give up on you, man. Even like when you kind of give up on yourself, you know, we kind of saw Rock Lee get down on the dumps, having to go, you know, up against Neji all the time in training and not feeling like he was good enough. But guy was always right there behind him, telling, "Hey, man, you got, you got plenty. You got all that heart, bro. Let's use it. Let's use it. You can get like me." Um, I think that, I think they'd be a good like life coach. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, that motherfucker gonna get you up in the morning, dog. He gonna text you and see what's up. He's not gonna text you. He's gonna run over there, bro. Oh, he's, he's even better. Be my door five a.m. Let's go. I'm out here. <laughs> so, so Bass, if you were the pupil of Mike Guy, would you pull a Rock Lee and wear a matching outfit and get the matching bull haircut? Maybe not the bull haircut. I feel like in the real world, he'd have to be looking pretty snazzy, though. I, I come fuck with some suits or something. 
<laughs> oh, no. It's just green we... suits. Green suits with red belts. Hey. Nah. If you're gonna maybe you're gonna instead have of the guy... bowl cut, we, we get like the daily wave check, you know what I'm saying? Show him something. <laughs> how about no. here seasick and shit? He, he wants he wants the the black mic guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what we after. Um but yeah, no, I think his his just his style, his demeanor. He also takes like a really good personal interest in like his students. Um, he goes out to eat with, you know, his, his group regularly. Um, he understands their personal lives and he uses that to like coach them in a way. So I thought it was really cool how he like cared for them in different ways, but hard work guy, hundred percent. Yeah, definitely, man. hundred <laughs> percent. Who's next boys. Uh, That's all I had. I guess, I guess I'll go next. Uh, because we, we, we just got done talking about Naruto. Everybody knows how much I love Naruto as well. Yeah, I yeah, actually, yeah. I actually challenged myself to stay away from Naruto with this topic, even though I really, <laughs> you know, love the characters. There's like, there's like so many uh, good senseis that could come out of Naruto, like Jirai or Guy. Actually, thought about Guy. I was debating on him. Uh, you know, Pervy Sage is a popular one. Kakashi, you know, Shikamaru even. So, uh, there's so many good people. But I, like I said, I wanted to stay away from them. Um. Uh, so I picked Reagan, uh, Arataka from Mob Psycho, and uh, I'm pretty sure Dan and Bass has both seen Mob Psycho. I'm pre- I'm I'm hoping a lot of uh, listeners have seen Mob Psycho. If not, you should definitely I, watch it. So I saw this one coming from a mile away. You think so? Reagan, yeah, I did. Wait, why? Yeah. Why? Why did you see me picking Reagan? Cause you love Reagan, dude. He's like your favorite <laughs> character in Mob Psycho. He's a he's shysty, bro. Man, no, he's shysty. He's he's he's, he's, he's a uh, So here's the thing, though, is so we kind of focused on having your sensei IRL, not like in the world that they live in. And Reagan was really good with life lessons. I mean, Tyler's gonna get into it more. That's true. But the dude was the sorriest ass excuse <laughs> of a psychic coach you'll ever find. <laughs> But, yeah. but like, I mean, but he would find something else to be sleazy at in the real world. Oh, dude, yeah. he he would be like top of a pyramid scheme. That's Bro, where he belongs. I really saying. do believe. I really do believe. Even in IRL, this dude would be running the psychic business just like he is now. He could and have people believe in this shit. He I'm really just, could do it. I'm just imagining him like in charge of like a team of a bunch of like housewives that he's using to push mary Kay or something like that dude but he'd be rich though he, he, <laughs> he would, he, he would be rich he'd have that pink cadillac baby <laughs> but, yeah this uh <laughs> mary Kay king let's go uh reagan like like the boy said he's he's just like uh his whole focus is he's just basically trying to have a good time uh trying to have a good time trying to trying to make money and i don't think the money part works out very well for him uh, i think he always ends up getting uh getting taken advantage of somehow in that department but he does have a good time i feel like uh and speaking of like mob psycho and uh mob uh with reagan being mob's uh sensei so to speak um i believe that he actually like truly shaped mob into who uh, mob became um and he's like you're just your average teenage teenage boy that's you know shy and awkward 
and has a lot of struggles within himself. And um, but on the other side, he's also actually the most OP character of that universe. So he's uh on both sides of the world right there. Um, and Reagan has to, you know, um, figure out how to teach him to be a good kid and not use his powers for bad, you know. And I, th- I feel like he does a good job. Um, uh, he teaches Mob, you know, how to become more confident in himself, which a lot of uh, people struggle with in the real world as well, um, is self-confidence. And he does a good job teaching Mob, you know, to be that way. And the body, the body, uh, the fitness club uh, does a really good job of helping him out with that as well. Uh, but it's always good to not, not to... Um, underestimate yourself and obviously to believe in what you can do. And that's one of the things that Reagan always teaches. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to jump in right here. I love the fitness club in that anime. They're they're like (laughs) my favorite people. They have hearts of fucking gold, man. They do. And they swole. (laughs) So that helps too. They're, they're basically just a group of Mike guys. They really are though. Yeah. That's why I like them so much. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're like, they're just, one of the people that don't really care how you look and all that stuff, what your social status is, as long as you try hard and mob, you know, uh, like I said, he, he really tries his best, uh, and they can see that. And, uh, and Reagan can see it as well. Um, uh, and I think it's really cool how Reagan, uh, tries to help mob control and understand his powers and, and while doing so, he tries to make him understand his uh, emotions are connected to his powers. Um, and that that's all wild, considering that Reagan doesn't actually know how to use psychic powers and because he doesn't possess any. That is so, interesting, yeah. Yeah. So he's basically continuously telling Mob not to be relying on his powers unless he absolutely has to use them. And he also teaches him right from wrong, which is... Uh, uh something that mob should already know but when you're when you're when you got your the whole hands and you the whole world in your hands like mob does uh throughout the show uh you can easily uh forget right from wrong um and i feel like reagan does a very good job of keeping mob grounded and um keeping him you know um under control and helping him figure out his personal self. So, and going back to like the body fitness club, uh, them and Reagan, they also instill in mob how important it is to work hard and give it your best. Um, because you know, success usually follows consistent hard work and dedication for sure. And, uh, Reagan, you know, his business is, you know, the result of that, you know, he, is out there grinding every day. The man just stays grinding, even though he's full of shit. No, he, he still is stays a grinding. So, like, it's, and it's crazy, like how he's like such a like good guy and like a terrible person at the same time. Yeah, so. that's what I think's cool about his character. Um, he's intriguing that way. Like he he's using mob, but also trying to make him better at the same time. Yeah, um, he's a he's a he's a skis ball, but like, and also I like about him. 
also like he's scamming people, but in the same sense, he's he's not actually scamming them because he he lets himself get scammed because you know he literally does stuff for little to nothing or just bullshit. You know, he ends up doing it for you know free basically. Usually, uh, I I really don't understand how he stays in business, but uh, yeah. <laughs> he's just a little bit of high margin business i was gonna say it, it must be cheap it must be cheap to rent a uh a one one room uh office in japan i guess hey, my man need like 500 square feet and mom that's it but yeah to sum it all up uh you know i feel like he's a great sensei to mob uh he teaches all kinds of skills needed for life uh, humility, uh, hella problem-solving skills, encourages Mob to think uh, for himself and to be unique. Uh, and about, like I said, despite being 100% a scam artist and having no powers at all, he still teaches Mob to live by high morals and standards and also how to control and understand his powers and his emotions, which obviously the powers and emotions wouldn't come in uh, handy for like being my sensei or somebody else's sensei in the real world. But all of those other things, you know, um, you know, are very good qualities in a human being uh, uh, for the real world. I well, feel like. Yeah. I think, and you know, also learning how to control your emotions is, is part of being um, a successful person. Just in general, yeah. I think, and uh, just being a, a decent human being, you have to be able to control your emotions. If you if you lashed out every time you got mad, or you know you went and did something crazy every time you got sad, you wouldn't be a very good you know a- adult. I don't believe uh, most ill-adjusted adults don't control their emotions well. So that's, I think that's actually something that could be applied to the real world. Oh, definitely. Yeah. But yeah, I I feel like this was a very good pick for me considering that I wanted to pick like three to four different Naruto people. And I think I had Uehara in there as well. I wanted to pick him as well from bleach, but yeah, um, I stayed away from all that. I picked Reagan, my, my man, the man of the people, Reagan. (laughs) (laughs) Love it, dude. Well, staying on the topic of psychics, um, I went a little further back to the 90s, and I think one thing I'm really enjoying about this segment is we hit each like decade of anime for the last 30 years <laughs> with this. So, Bassad Naruto, which was you know mid 2000s, Tyler here had Mob Psycho, which I believe came out originally in 2016, yeah, like 2015, yeah. 16, something so, like that. You know, last 10 years. And then I'm throwing it back to the 90s with Genkai from Yu Yu Hakusho. Yes! Let's go, dude. Okay. So um, Yu Yu Hakusho, if you guys don't know, is in probably my top five anime of all time. I absolutely love this show. Um, it's great subbed or dubbed. And it's one that I think I like watching more dubbed. It's probably because that's how I watched it the first time. So it's a little the nostalgia comes back to it. This could have been really awkward, Dan. I like Ginkai was like second or third on my list when I was making it. <laughs> Dude, she's a great, she's a great sensei. So, she is, man. You know, I kind of looked at Genkai for a few reasons. One, experience. Um, Genkai is an incredibly powerful martial artist and psychic in the Yu Hakusho world. Despite her old age, she's still a badass. Um, she's mastered multiple techniques that are just OP as shit. You know, the spirit wave is incredibly powerful 
I'm not saying that I have the spirit wave capabilities, but maybe, <laughs> maybe I can get a little spirit gun going, you know? I mean, if Yusuke <laughs> learned in like three days, who knows, man? <laughs> uh, but based on her skills, who she is, I think she could be a really wise old sensei for me to learn and grow from, you know? There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, one of the reasons I picked Genkai is because um, I've noticed as a person that tough love is the best way to get a point across to me. Um, okay. People who don't tell me, like, if I'm just getting complimented the entire time, I don't think I need to improve on anything. And I need somebody to tell me that, hey, you're fucking up. You got to do this better for me to actually grow as a person. And Genkai is probably one of the best examples of tough love there is in anime. Mm -hmm. She's an old bat. Oh, she is, dude. <laughs> She's an old bat. She's cranky. But See, one thing she... Oh, go for that, it. Yeah, that was like the only reason I didn't pick her. I was like, I don't normally respond well to that too, too much. Uh, in, in spurts, I do. You know what I'm saying? I, I need like constructive criticism, but she's like on that motherfucker all the time with the negativity. I'll be like, no, get out of here. Leave me well, alone. You, you got to think she's dealing with some pretty big delinquents with Yusuke. He needs it. Yusuke had that. Yusuke man. needs it, man. <laughs> so I haven't I haven't uh, watched Yu Yu Hakusho yet, but uh, you said she's older, but is she looking fly or what? Like, What's up with that? I'll get into that a little bit down the line. <laughs> she got a clean fit. I'm going to go ahead and tell you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. So, well, <laughs> so there's a part of it. So basically, she's training Yusuke and some of his friends for the dark tournament and trying to get them jacked up for that because they got to go fight Toguro, who is actually her ex-lover who became a demon and is super fucking powerful. Fucking spoiler alert. I'm joking. Oh, it came out, like, dude, it came ago, out in like 90, 30 years like, ago. Two. Yeah, it came out like 30 years ago. Fucking dude, right. this was on Toonami when we were like Relax. eight years old, bro. Come Relax. on, no spoilers in that. <laughs> Sorry, Tyler. Yeah, damn. Hey, that's, that's dude. Now. That was major it, plot point. Okay, it's his fault for not watching the show <laughs> hey, from 30 well, years ago. Well, you don't have to ago. watch it now, Tyler. The, the funny oh, thing is a lot of other stuff. <laughs> the funny thing is, is I wasn't even paying attention to what Dan was saying, so GG. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, that works out well. Uh, but going back to Tough Love, like she really pushes her students to be the best they can in some very aggressive ways. I mean, there's a scene where Yusuke is doing like, I think one finger handstand push-ups for God knows how long, you know, to focus on his finger because he uses a spirit gun which is basically him just shooting a beam of ener spirit energy out of his finger spirit blicky he's got the spirit okay. blicky exactly um but yeah i've always found that i respond best to that type of that type of mentorship so i think she'd be a really good fit for me and you know maybe one day i can become a badass spirit detective like our boy yusuke <laughs> <laughs> okay. so another thing with genkai is no it's not <laughs> 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 but okay, another okay. thing with Genkai is she's very you know in her old age she's full of wisdom she's very insightful um, she doesn't just push you to be the best martial artist or psychic that you can be she tries to instill life lessons which is very important um, and that's something that I would really appreciate and one thing that she stresses the most is finding your own path and I think that's crucial from a mentor to find your strengths and push you in a way that your strengths can be utilized the best uh, and going back to what Tyler was saying about is she fly during the Dark Terminator arc. She's a total badass. Dripped out. She comes back as their fighter. She's hiding her face because 
She's got some cool abilities. I'm not going to spoil them now because, you know, you can't spoil an anime from 1993. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, she, you know, she's a total badass. And she just shows in that part of the show that her teachings lead to pretty great fucking results because she's like 90 and she's kicking demon ass left and right. So... I just looked up a picture of her, and for someone nicknamed Grandma in the Wikipedia, uh, she, she's not looking too bad, bro. <laughs> hey, man, when you got a good grasp on spirit and energy, you can look young forever. Hey, pink hair, you know, it does the trick, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yo. Okay. But hey, yo. She, she, uh, she really does a good job of demanding respect from her pupils. And I mean, I called her an old bat earlier, and that was Yusuke's nickname for her for a long time. But he begins to call her grandma because he looks at her in that sense. So, and she's she's anime's best grandma, in my opinion, you know? Okay. Even but, over Sonate? I don't consider Sonate a grandma, dude. She's a MILF. But Naruto does, granny, I don't you know. A, yeah, Naruto is like eight <laughs> when he says that. I'm 30, dude. She's a MILF. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that. But, you know, all in all, Genkai is just a super fun character. I love the way she, you know, interacts with Yusuke. And I think she'd be a really good mentor for life lessons. And, you know, maybe I can learn how to take out some demons using some spirit energy. Who knows? Mm, okay. Not, not possible. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a little too late, dude. I got I to gotta get hit by, oh, spoilers, but I got to get hit by a car first and die, I guess. Get in tune with the gotta spirit take that world. Chance, man. Gotta take I gotta go save. I gotta go save a little boy's life who wasn't actually gonna die. <laughs> hey, I was gonna let Dan have his moment, Bass. Come on now, let him. No, I had to. Him. I had to get my get back. I had to get my get back. <laughs> <laughs> but so I was working on this at lunch, and I had been using ChatGPT for something else, and I f was like, I'm gonna look up and see who ChatGPT thinks is the best anime senseis, and I was going down the list. And one really threw me off, and I want to get your guys' opinion on this, because it had Sasuke Aizen from Bleach as one of the number six best sensei. Okay. Um. And I'm sitting there like, this is the coldest motherfucker, the coolest, calmest, collected baddie I've ever seen in an anime. Like, why are they putting them down as a sensei, dude? I mean, technically, if if he used his bankai um, on a person that they would think that he was the best sensei because they wouldn't know any different, right? That's true. Mm. So, mm. <laughs> But I did start thinking about it and he was like a really good mentor for like Momo and a few other characters who were under him. So it's kind of just yeah, crazy to think that. I love though, buddy. Yeah. Good thing Ichigo. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Well, that was a spoiler <laughs> for Bass. I'm I don't know. He, uh, he don't that. know what I said. You didn't say anything. You did a very aggressive hand motion. <laughs> he didn't see it, bro. Yeah, my ass. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Spoilers. Holy. I'm talking about a show Tyler's never going to watch. <laughs> uh, I'm going to watch that, too. I'm going to watch it. Have faith in me. Oh, bad, bass don't know if you. I'm telling bass don't know if I'm telling the truth or not. You know, I say too much bullshit all the time. Oh, and so. a lot of smoke and mirrors now. Thanks, man. Yeah. <laughs> hey man. Eisen is the king of smoke and mirrors, so maybe he's onto something here. Yeah. Good point. Good point.
but awesome. I think we have some great senseis there. I think they're all really fun characters. I'm not going to lie. I thought Bass might have picked All Might because he's been on his My Hero kick. Oh, no. Ooh. There's no way. So All Might said himself he's a terrible teacher. Why would I pick him? I think he's a terrible sensei, too. But yeah, I don't know, man. He's, he said he was hot ass, so I believe him. <laughs> <laughs> give me give me Mommy America, bro. Okay, bro. She we don't even know sensei. anything about her character except that she's got massive care, thighs, dude. Big thighs matter, save bro. lives. Give her to me. <laughs> I've already said, I've already told y'all I'm in America anyways and in, in my hero. So she can be my sensei. Tyler's going to Tyler right. end up with a squirt bottle. <laughs> give, it, give it to me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. I'm prepared. <laughs> On that note, <laughs> All right. we appreciate you guys hanging out and listening to episode 15 of the Anime DGens podcast. Make sure you come join the Discord. Tell us who you'd want to be your anime sensei. And what your favorite show of Winter 23 was. I know I rag on Isekais a lot, but I'm sure there was maybe one good one in there. Prove me wrong. Hit the link tree in the bio. Join the Discord. Check us out on socials. And I won't catch you guys next week for the rundown. I'm going on a cross-country road trip, but we're going to record the DGEN's degenerate shit a little early. So you'll hear from me on Thursday. I'll catch these guys on Tuesday. And then we'll catch you next week. Thanks, guys. Peace.